Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome back to Ayers on the Road. We're always so happy to be with you. We hope you're having a great lead up to Thanksgiving. It is actually, we had a sudden, an instant Thanksgiving. Did we ever? Yeah, an early one. An early one. We realized that we have college kids near us and high school kids that are going to be leaving and families that are going to be leaving to go with the other other families. Those and rivals. Imagine, imagine. Those other grandparents. Uh, they get equal time. <laughs> but anyway, um, so we suddenly thought last week, okay, we are going to have a thanksgiving dinner let's pull it together let's do it all get a turkey let's go for it and it was almost i mean we just did it so fast it almost well i was going to say seemed easier but it probably didn't seem easier to you (laughs) but but just we just threw it together and one of the reasons is that we have a a granddaughter who's studying at columbia in new york city and we just learned she's coming to arizona to go through a special uh religious ceremony that we have uh, through through our temple and so we suddenly realized we got to be there with her we got to go to arizona for thanksgiving and we hadn't planned on it so we thought well no problem there's no limit on how many thanksgivings you can have we'll just we'll just you know we'll just do it we'll do it so we did had so much fun we have two teenagers seniors in high school who have been on their own because their parents are in india yeah. And uh, they've been alone with the dog, and they've been having so much fun <laughs> without we their said, are parents. You, are, you getting, are you missing your parents? Or are you getting anxious for them to return from their trip? No, no, no. We're okay. We're doing fine. <laughs> we are just doing great. And so, uh, but they had been alone for a while. So it was great to gather everybody in. And we have our darling Sadie, our daughter, <clears throat> who helped to pull a food together. And Sadie's a puller together on food. When it comes to food. Fabulous book. So it really worked out well. We had so much fun. And we actually ended up talking uh, around a big table about let's let's talk about something that somebody does not know about what you're doing right now which well yeah i started it off and it didn't go the way i thought it would i said let's go around the table while we're all sitting here eating and let's have everyone tell one thing about themselves that maybe no one else at the table knows and instead what happened was even better people started telling things about one other person at the table that they didn't think anyone else knows. So it took, no one was trying to think of something to say about themselves. Everyone was thinking about something they might know about someone else that no one else at the table knew. And we, there were a lot of things we There were some really astonishing things. And a lot happens in a big family like this in a week, in a month, uh, in a year. And it really was fun to... um, just converse together and have a good time and talk about what we're doing you know what we didn't do though honey we didn't do our thanksgiving tradition of writing a long and endless list of things we're thankful for so we'll have to do that in there well i think they're doing that in their own families so it's okay we don't have to be in charge (laughs) we don't we don't want to be in charge (laughs) i'll tell you we've been in charge enough around here um but most of you are just you know this is released on saturday you're you're getting ready you've got four more days till thanksgiving and we hope it's going well for you and um we 
I, you, you're getting tired of us talking about Thanksgiving. We just love Thanksgiving. We, Ever since the third year of our marriage, we have sent out a Thanksgiving card instead of a Christmas card. Do you remember the first year we did that? What a relief it was. We did it largely because we we knew <laughs> we'd had experience the last years. If we wait and try to send out a Christmas card, we will get so busy with our little kids and so on. We'll, we'll never send anything. Yeah. So we said, let's just do a Thanksgiving card. And we put together a simple one. I can still see that first one in my mind. Our two little daughters. Oh, me too. On the cover with you. With me. With my <laughs> My, I had on this dress, and you know those little dress hanger upper things that are on the inside of a dress when you buy it. They were hanging out. I mean, this is the year when we had like a sixteen-month-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old or something, and I was so frazzled and hassled. And we sent that out to the whole world, and actually, it was years before I noticed. Notice that you were but, more, you were mortified in your words. Oh my goodness, that was funny. But anyway, those are the days. So that was a long time ago. So we're we're just finishing up our and sending out our Thanksgiving card for this year, like the fifty fifty first, the fiftieth. I think it's the fiftieth one, oh number fifty this year. By the way, we'd love to send it to any of you who want it. If you want a Thanksgiving card, you might enjoy it because it's got our family. I mean, it's typical in some ways, we will but love not to have our family. Well, it's got it's got this picture of all of us on, on the beach, which is interesting. Thank good. We used to send them out as hard copies, and the problem with that is that people had to get out there. They had to have a physical magnifying glass to sort of be close enough to see the faces, well. but. But now with, you know, 57, 56 faces on there, um, you can just, you know, squeeze it open and look real close at everyone on the picture. And so that's kind of fun. And then it's my one time. Thank goodness for those cards, Linda, because it's the one time of the year when I really do. I do the best I can to write a poem. Oh, the one time of the year. You write poems all the time, but it is a special poem. So um, if you would like one of those, just. Send it to yeah. Just send us a little email at our grand the grandparenting address. Ayers Grandparenting all strung together. E y r e s Grandparenting at gmail and we'll we'd love to send you one. In fact, we'll read you the poem from it in the second half of the show. Today. It's really brief. Don't worry, it's not a long poem. It's not an epic poem. Don't hang up. Don't don't <laughs> <Right>. just. <laughs> so let's talk a little more about Thanksgiving, and th it leads right into. Uh, a third, a three-letter lesson. Those of you that are listening every week know that one or two times every month we're, we're, we do what we call a three-letter lesson because we're working on a on a book. Who knows if we'll ever finish it? But it's it's the idea that there are certain words that can have powerful sort of subconscious meaning. A little like Benjamin Franklin used to have a list of 20 words that were his touchstones, he called them, the, the words that guided who he wanted to become. They were like adjectives, like, I, I want to be punctual, I want to be, you know, respectful, and so on. And and we've got our own version of that, but they're little, they're, they're tiny, they're, they're three-letter words or three-letter, uh, you know, symbols that mean something big, at least to us. And we're trying to share those because we feel like everyone needs something that sort of describes who they're trying to become, not necessarily who they are, but 
who they're trying to become. Because in all the goals we have and all the things we're trying to do in our families or our businesses or our church or whatever, we also need goals in our own lives, in our own character, right? In the things we are trying to be better at, the things we are trying to become within ourselves. And so these three-letter lessons are really fun for us. And we've got one for you today that really ties in with Thanksgiving. And and I think a beautiful one, Linda, you're super good at this. So let's introduce the words one at a time, okay? Because it's the the three-letter lesson is G-G-G, three Gs. So So it's it's not not a word, it's just three letters. It's a symbol of, of three words that we think fit together in a really remarkable way. And we're going to try to explore that with you a little today. We'll try not to get too obscure, or, you know, uh, we, we want to make it practical, but they're, they're wonderful words. And the first one is gratitude. Gratitude is just such a fabulous word. And we're all thinking about it at this time of the year. But, you know, last year, we, as those of you who've been listening for a long time, we went through our book on gratitude and I was writing down 10 things every day that I was grateful for. And I just went back to that the other day and looked at it and just those little one word or two or three words that I was grateful for reminded me of where I was last year at the time in my mind with our family and so on. And if you um, are looking for something to do, it is so fun to write those things down right now because next year you'll be in a different place. Well, and yeah, that's a really good point, honey, because the, the things you're grateful for are not, I mean, there's some things that you're always there. You're always going to be grateful for your mother. You're always going to be grateful for your spouse and so on. But there, our lives are fluid and there's new things that come into our life that we're grateful for. So a gratitude journal is almost like a journal in the sense that it just what it did to you. It reminds you of where you were a year ago. But let me, should I give the other two words? And we mainly we want to talk about how they fit together because it occurred to us a few years ago that gratitude goes with generosity. I mean, when I say goes with, we started thinking, I remember this time a few years back and we were doing our Thanksgiving card and we were thinking the people we know who are the most generous are also the people who are the most grateful. And we thought, why is that? Why, why, why does that connect? I mean, maybe you'd almost uh, think, well, if you're really grateful, you, you, you love stuff so much you want to hoard it or you want to keep it for yourself. But it's just the opposite. We, we couldn't think of a single example of a person who we thought was particularly generous who wasn't also particularly grateful. Right. It is pretty amazing how these kind of fit together because generosity is, it's an amazing word. Yeah. You know, don't you just love people who are just generous? They just share what they have and, and not only physical stuff, but their ideas and their joy and also their concern. Yeah. I mean, there's it's a lot like of a, ways yeah, It's to like a generous. spiritual gift that some people just have. They've just always had it. And it sort of is the opposite of materialism or 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 selfishness or or you know comparing or I want to have more than the Joneses or whatever. It's like the opposite of that. It's like, don't you think it it ties into the word stewardship? I mean, it's it's not ownership. If you if you perceive everything you have as I own it, I earned it, it's mine, I deserve it. That sort of leads toward 
a kind of a scarcity mentality, right? And a kind of a selfishness. Right. But right. if it's stewardship, if it's like, wait, God owns everything. I don't own anything. I, I'm, you know, I'm a steward over this, or I'm grateful for it. God gave it to me. Oh, maybe that's the connection. You know, maybe it's, it's maybe it's simpler than we thought. If you're grateful to God and realize that everything belongs to him anyway, that's it becomes easier to be generous. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, you're dealing with God. It's not mine anyway. I just, just give it away. Um, But it is really a a gift to be generous and to think of things to do for people who really need your help. I mean, sometimes it's a little advice and sometimes our children probably wish that we would um, not share our (laughs) advice as much, but, but concern really real empathy with somebody is a way of being generous because you're you're taking time to really get down in the hole with people. And those of you who know Brene Brown know that that's where I I learned that. I mean, it really is one thing to say, oh, sorry, sorry. But it's another thing to just say, tell me how you really feel and tell me how I can help. I mean, that is part of generosity. Well, and again, you're going to have to fill in the gaps in your own mind. And a lot of these thoughts will not be new to you, but we're trying to explore them. And so there's a lot of empathy in it is what you're saying, Linda. And there's also a lot of magnanimity in it. That's not, we're going to get to the third G word on the GGG in a minute, but people who are grateful and who are generous seem to have this magnanimity and this empathy. And it seems to be kind of an abundance mentality. Like if you're not selfish or hoarding or thinking of things as yours if you're thinking of everything as god's it seems like you have more to give and then suddenly you have more i mean it's sort of there's no way to explain it mathematically but people with a scarcity mentality tend to be selfish and less grateful people with an abundance mentality feel like i want to share everything i have and somehow i always seem to have enough i mean it's like i guess the parable would be the the savior would be jesus with the uh loaves and the fishes right right the the, the more he gave the more there was and the, there were seven was it seven baskets left over afterwards right sometimes the most generous people are the ones that have the least physically yeah they yeah you know they're so willing to share what they have so, so we're going to take a little break but we'll reveal the third g in the ggg and talk about how all three of them fit together and maybe we'll even read the thanksgiving poem in the second half you said so, you would so you okay, better do it yeah okay. so hang in there and we'll be right back after just a brief little break Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back talking about three letters. The three G's. <laughs> the three-letter lesson is real easy to remember today. It's G-G-G-G. <laughs> How would you pronounce G-G-G? Uh, G-G-G. I think, our, I think our baby, I think our grandbaby can say that word. They're all gurgling. Yeah, is that it's, right? It's, it's a gurgle. G, G, G. So the third G is this wonderful word, gracious, graciousness. So I want you to think about those three together and what the connections are between gratitude, generosity, and graciousness. And that's 
kind of your favorite word, I think. Well, I love that word because the root word, of course, is grace. And I think that's graciousness means uh, to me, forgiving people for doing dumb things or forgiving people for sometimes we tend to judge just a little bit, you know, make it feel worse than they already do. No, But we judge even in our minds, you know, we think, why are they doing that that way? Why don't they do it the way I would do it? Or what are they thinking? I say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all do. It's human nature. I think we just need to have a gracious attitude and just like there is a reason. There's something that came from their life that made them say that or do that yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and so give them the benefit of the doubt and and that's about grace that's about giving them grace just just let them off the hook just realize that there's so many things that you don't know about what's going on i'll bet you when every one of us thinks of the word gracious someone comes to mind i mean i know i know it does with me and it's it's a beautiful word it's a i mean grace is a beautiful word right Think of the word grace for a minute. I mean, in a religious context, it may be the most important word there is. It's the, it's Jesus and his his saving grace, which allows us to get up from where we are. I mean, it's a beautiful, it's the key Christian concept. I, I think you could argue it's the core of Christianity. But think of it even in a secular sense. What does grace mean? It, 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 it means it means beauty. It means balance. It means uh, you know a person with grace is you a think forgiveness. of a dancer. You think of a, a person with physical grace. You right. know, but and you think of just giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, just forgiving people for doing dumb things. Give them the yeah, like like it's it's the opposite of judging in a way, right? If you're gracious, Absolutely. someone feels bad, and 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 our tendency is to pile on and say, "Yeah, that was terrible." Are you really? I mean, you know, there's the, that's what bullying is. It's when people gang up on someone, or or you know, they they find a flaw and they magnify it, or they talk about it, or they tell their friend about it, or whatever. And and graciousness is just the opposite, right? Let's be gracious to that person. Let's try to understand. Let's try to realize that we have our problems too. And it's just a beautiful word. It is a beautiful word. I think my mother was gracious. Yeah, I do too. You know, she would never allow anybody to leave her house without giving them something to eat. And she (laughs) wouldn't. And she would without making them feel comfortable and come in and sit down and. Let's talk. She really had a way of doing that, and I—that's a gift that. Well, I, you and you have it. No, no I, not. No, I think a lot of people like who that. know you, Linda, would say nothing like that. But pick, anyway, pick one of these words that describes Linda, and they've got four or five words. They'd all pick gracious. <laughs> I think they <laughs> yeah. would. I mean, you think of a good hostess, or you think of a good host. You think of someone. I like what you said: make, making others feel comfortable, making others feel valued, making others feel worthwhile shifting the conversation to the other person and not yourself that's all part of graciousness yeah it's a good word i like that word anyway so so let's think about how they tie together for a minute i'm not sure i can explain it i'm not sure you can honey it's a sort of a subliminal feeling but think of those three words in a triangle for a minute and i don't know which one even to put on the top but since it's thanksgiving let's imagine a triangle in our minds and and gratitude, it's probably, the, the, the reason I think I do like gratitude on the top of the triangle is it's something you really can cultivate. I mean, we've been talking about 
gratitude on on the show here every the first the first show of every month and having a gratitude journal thinking of things you're i mean you can sit down and say i am going to be grateful today i'm going to list the things i'm grateful for you can you can sort of push yourself into that that's a little harder well, with do you think with no with, i think it's something you can you with can it, with any of the three generosity too i mean you can think i'm going to be more generous this week i i thought that this yeah. week that thought went through my mind somebody needed something but it cost a little money and i thought well, let's just do this let's just do this it, it really yeah, isn't yeah i guess you can start there or you can start with the gracious graciousness being i'm going to be more gracious today that's a beautiful concept you're just going to as i go out today i'm just going to look for opportunities to be a little softer a little more gracious and so on but i don't know if you had to put them if you had to say which one leads to the other two, would that be a hard question? Would you have to say, well, they all? No, I e- think each one leads to each of the other two. It does for sure. That's but why it's, it's okay a triangle. Right. Well, I got this triangle. In mind you yeah. always have triangles well, in your mind, honey. <laughs> but but the thing that's cool about a triangle, right, is that. You know, I mean, a farmer who's milking a cow sits on a three-legged stool because no matter how uneven the ground is, it'll sit firmly. A, a four-legged stool will, will be tippy and one leg won't hit the ground. I think a triangle is a beautiful thing. And I think in this case, it's really symbolic because each thing is connected to the other two. You don't, in a square, you've got opposite corners. Am I being a little too conceptual here? But you, you can have opposite corners. But a triangle, each corner is connected directly to each other corner. Gratitude connects directly to generosity and directly to graciousness. And they each connect to the other two. And I don't know uh, that, that somehow there is some magic there that we can't quite put into words. I would defy you to find a gracious person, a really gracious, a truly gracious person. Someone you would say that that person's very gracious. I'll bet you if you then say, is that person also have a lot of gratitude? Does that person also more more generous perhaps than the average person i'll yeah. bet the answer would always be yeah. yes i'm thinking of my idol virginia peters i mean virginia stevens who was so like that i mean you know if, yeah. if you just look at her she's a personification of all three of, of grace those words, yeah. You know? yeah well and of generosity and of gratitude i mean it really is amazing um that this is something we just some people just radiate these three yeah there are some people who frankly and i'm i'm not going to mention a name here because it might get back to someone and then i would be embarrassed but i'm thinking of a friend of ours who um is so generous you have to be a little careful of what you say you like that he has because he'll give it to you yeah that's it's really and, and you know i've heard stories about native americans where where in some tribes if you said, "Oh, I really love this blanket," they would say, "Well, it's yours." You know, I mean, it was just yeah, that their culture. Yeah, their, their culture was that. So that just that. It must gener- be gracious. But, but again, it's partly with yeah. Native Americans. It's the at least in this one example I was thinking of. Apparently, this was a tribe that that did not believe in ownership. they they lived in villages, and everyone shared everything, and everything belonged to the Great Spirit or whatever. So if someone says, "I really like that." You don't say, well, I'm going to sacrifice everything and all the hard work I did to make this blanket. I'm going to give it to you. No, it's more like, 
Well, then have it. It's, it belongs to all of us. It belongs to God. It's not, you know, and so that generosity comes. Oh, my goodness. Now I'm thinking of our darling friend who is a Navajo, and she spends all yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, Elaine. She spends all year um, crocheting these beautiful Afghans, and then she gives it to us every Christmas. They are We're so like, what a great gift. <laughs> no, it's just a and thing. Not you know? only that, but hot pads and dishcloths and so on. She just loves being generous. Maybe that's just in the Navajo soul. Maybe. We're just so grateful for her. Anyway. And I think it would apply with, with the others, too. I mean, if you say, well, um, gosh, that's a, there's a person who's just so grateful. I mean, they don't take anything for granted. They're grateful for a, 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 a roll that's cooked well and they enjoy the taste. <laughs> They're grateful for They look out and say, well, look at that beautiful cloud i'm so grateful for that they're just always grateful and i think that is a person who has a certain amount of grace and a certain amount of generosity yes absolutely in fact um i just i do think that this gratitude thing is key to so many other things there are so many times when you think Oh, I just hate where I am this right now. I wake you wake up with a sense of dread because something's happened and you wish it hadn't happened. Or if you have a physical ailment and it's just hard. And in the end, we need to be grateful for those hard things too. Well, that's the point, isn't it? That gratitude is not just for the sunshine the and love roses. Readings, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I think a lot of people maybe that's where it becomes graciousness. Maybe yeah. so. I mean, but I really have heard somebody said something this week and think, now, are you grateful for your trials? Because think about how much you're learning yeah. from the trials that yeah. you're going through right now. And it's important to go through those. And so this it's more than just sunshine and roses. There are some hard things we need to be grateful now, for. Now, let's back up and not put ourselves on a guilt trip. Oh, I'm not great, grateful all the time. I'm certainly not gracious all the time. I'm certainly not generous all the time. Well, no one is. I mean, let's just all work on it. Let's just, we're all going to have those days when we don't feel we're any of those three genes right. at all. Exactly. And that's okay. That's human. This is a messy place, this mortality but to think of it and work on those three things is is pretty cool. Um, I'm going to read you this poem. Um, I don't know. Poems are supposed to be read because sometimes the design of them is, is part of the poem. But you'll get enough out of it to know where we were trying to go with this poem, Linda and I. And I'm, I'm the one that writes them, but they come from our thought and our, our talking. So, And if you're older... Like we are, and uh, you're you might be at a different place than we are, but there's a way to apply this to life, no matter where you are. In and life. and it does have some of the three letter lessons because that's what we've been thinking about so much this year. So let me read it. It's very short, and then we'll we'll give you that email address if you want to receive it because it kind of goes with the picture that it's under. The shorter days and lower slant of light, autumn is when trees find their true color, letting go of the camouflaging green, discovering their essence. We move from expand to, to streamline, from acquire to divest, from add to subtract, from bigger to smaller. Even our word guides condense. 
from practicing 11-letter S-words like serendipity, stewardship, synergy, to remembering little three-letter lessons like slow, flow, low, bow, or joy, ask, yet, now, simpler, poems and essays instead of books, quality instead of quantity, watch and pray instead of work and plan. Age focuses on what matters. Satisfying self-shrinkage, even as family explodes, another generation geometric and another reason to simplify. As we grow smaller, our world gets bigger. Our nothingness, his everythingness, and the constant is you, friends and family, giving thanksgiving thanks. So that's our little poem. It is. It's more than little. It's beautiful. Thank you. Well, it means a lot to us, at least, whether anyone else likes it or not. So <clears throat> we hope this has given you a, a little uh, reason to think about gratitude, generosity, and Graciousness. graciousness. That's the one I'm going to work hardest on. Graciousness is your gift, but it's my aspiration. No, there's always work to do on those. And so we leave that with you. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving season. And we hope to see you again next time on Ours on the Road. Tune in next Saturday, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and we'll try to follow up a little on this from today. Bye-bye. Bye.